This is uh, Professor uh, Cookie Chapter Eleven. The only no the name of the chapter is called the uh, the only known incidents in the history of the world when the appearance of ramen noodles was not a good thing. At first, it was green frosting. Yeah, but wait, did wait, but um, who got sucked in? Billy. Time to do an ice cream cone. Did they ever figure that out? Uh. Did he ever? Um. Uh, yeah. So everything in the neighborhood got sucked into the um, GGFM, and then stuff started coming out. At first, it was green frosting. Must be the grass, thought Sally. The green frosting was followed by chocolate pudding. Did you notice that I didn't mention the color of the pudding? That must be the dirt of the lawn. I bet it's good, thought Billy. Within half a minute, the frosting and the pudding covered where the lawn used to be. After this came a blue lollipop about the shape of a mailbox, but bigger. I wonder what that was. It looks delicious, Billy thought. A giant gummy lawn gnome popped out. A pretzel chair came next. I would love to sit in that chair and eat, eat it at the same time, Billy thought. For the sake of avoiding repeated redundancy over and over, I'm going to stop telling you what Billy thought about each food item as it came out. His thoughts about everything were basically the same. I wonder what that was, and I want to eat it now. The neighbors came out on their porches once the wind stopped, and then started to panic. The lady in yellow had gone from crying about her cat to frozen in fear. She was only a few yards from the machine, so her legs were covered in frosting and pudding. A really big turkey burger flew out of the machine, landed in the frosting and pudding, and splashed her face. She was too afraid to wipe it off. The whole scene was incredible. The GGFM kept churning out food, and Billy couldn't believe it. He thought turning into an ice cream cone was his dream come true. But no, this was. But Billy wasn't the only one who was happy. Forget that snickerdoodle cookie from Chapter 3. This is what Chip l was literally dreaming about just the night before. A dog's dreams alternate between three main themes. Bacon, squirrels, and the world being overrun by food. Chip was slurping the frosty pudding, a word I just made up now. I don't think I can sleep in bed. I just And he took a bite out of, the gar out of a garden gnome. Ew. He crawled his way through the pool of food and jumped on the pretzel uh, chair. Amazing. Right now everything's food. Sally turned to Billy. I know what the silver button does. Billy stepped out of the way as a heap of relish splattered next to him. I mean, he hopped out of the way. I forgot he didn't have legs. What? It causes the world... Wait, what? It causes the world to end? Sally ducked as an Oreo flew over her head. It's a combination of, a green, of the green and purple buttons, she continued. It converts and enlarges. It makes not food into food. It makes it really big. Also, we pushed it down and held it, which is why it's sucking things in and spitting them out. Sally looked at her list and added the final part. Green turns food into bigger, better food, like the gum. Black turns food into not food, like the apple. Purple turns not food into food, like the trophy. Silver, a combo of the green and black, makes foodstuffs and makes it big. Billy jumped to avoid a celery stalk. The question is, should we stop it? 
So I watched a bowl of cereal go by. You need to get over there and hit the button. There was a field of food between them and the machine, which was still shooting food. Just then, Billy dodged a flying raisin. Billy didn't know this, but it was, it was actually the bug from chapter nine. Billy didn't hear this, but the raisin bug thing said, wee, as it went by. I don't think this was that, I didn't think this was that important. So I wasn't going to put it in the story, but my kids made me. Um, you guys actually, somebody actually did make me. We all did. Uh, Billy looked at her hesitantly. Well, we should really think about this. What? Shock on Sally's face was obvious. Did you just suggest we think about something before acting? Well, how do we know um, that the GGFM is bad? Wait, are you actually defending it? Are you saying we shouldn't try to stop it? Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, look at this place. It's like 100 times better than the ball pit at Idlewild Park. It's like Willy Wonka's factory. Billy ducked under a large bean. You're an ice cream cone! Yeah, but... Billy didn't have the chance to finish his butt because Sally slapped him across the face, sending sprinkles through the air. He stood in surprise. Okay, thank you. You knocked some sense into me. You're right. Let's get at that machine. Yes, it must be stopped. That's right. Evasive is of an action style. His cherry stem eyebrows narrowed in determination and courage. I'm sure I can jiggle that silver button loose. Cover me. What are you going to do? Hop at it? And what do you mean, cover me? It doesn't even make sense. Do you mean cover you with sprinkles? I'm not sure what it means, but it sounds cool. He didn't want to, but he knew what he had needed to do. He hopped bravely into the battlefield. If his GGFM had been enemy if the GGFM had been enemy soldiers, they would have been quivering in their boots. He was a fierce and scary sight, despite the sprinkle smile and cute cherry eyes, of course. With a battle cry, he charged. The GGFM fought back, flinging giant unpopped popcorn kernels like cannonballs. Several struck him in the side and stuck. The pain! The popped popcorn wasn't a threat, though. It just floated softly to the ground. He was dodging this way and that, and then this way again. The machine seemed like it was trying to stop Billy. Then it began launching giant M&Ms at him. When they hit the ground, they sent explosions of chocolate through uh, into the air. He charged harder. He charged harder. A yellow one exploded just a few feet from the brave little ice cream cone. He jumped out of the way at the last moment. The chocolate barely touched him. The chocolate now covered his left eye, which wouldn't have been a problem except that he didn't have a hand to wipe it with. He didn't even have his tongue to lick the chocolate away. Oh, how he wished he had a tongue today of all days. Wait, then how did he lick himself in chapter 10? You're probably asking. Well, Shut up and stop asking questions. Running towards the machine and thinking about his lack of tongue, a potato chip shot through the air like a razor-sharp frisbee. With one eye, he didn't see it soon enough. It cut off the top right part of his head, leaving with leaving with half an eye and half a head. He got up, grinning a hero grin. He made the toughest good guy face he could muster, probably scaring the quivering boots off the GGFM. You'll never get away with this! Wow. All his life he dreamed of being able to say that. Now he finally had. With a story, he got up, 
grinning a hero grin. He made the toughest good guy face he could muster, probably scaring the quivering boots off the GGFM. Oh wait, uh, you'll never get away with this. Uh, what a historic day for him. Frosting covering his lawn, exploding chocolate, and he got to say one of the two phrases on his my life will be complete if I ever say these things in real life list. This was almost the absolute perfect day. There was one more thing he had to say before it was totally perfect. I'll stop you, even if it's the last... But just then, he was hit by a large chunk of crunchy, chubby soup, and Billy splattered into a thousand pieces. It's the end of the chapter.